0: welcome to intuitive seek my name is mary tree and every week i aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition through personal stories experiences and practices offering energetic reflections to help you discover connect and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher hello and welcome back to intuitive seek Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate all of your ears so much, but also all of you, of course. And I hope that you're doing well. Are you doing well? I know I can't hear you, but I hope that if you're not, if you're not doing well, that you are at least aware of how you're feeling and that you know that it's okay to feel any way that you are and that it's a feeling. And it's really just there to remind us and draw attention to where we need to pay attention, right? I found that for myself, especially over the last week. I had a few times where I was just Kind of out of the blue, a little bit more irritated. I had a little bit more anger and it wasn't really connected to anything specific. So let's talk about when you feel a feeling like anger and you don't know why. And we're human. So our minds From what I've experienced myself and from my clients too, that we are constantly, our minds are constantly trying to figure out what to do. So with my mind, for instance, when I start to feel angry, I don't like to feel angry. And so my mind starts to try to figure out, okay, why are you feeling angry? Let's get rid of it. It doesn't feel good. But I know that all the range of emotions are important. And if I am feeling anger and there isn't a specific reason, then it's even more important to take a moment, take a look at it and hold space for it. To hold space for yourself. And that means, and it may feel uncomfortable, but to stop thinking about other people, stop thinking about your loved ones, about what you need to be doing, about what you wished somebody else was doing. Stop thinking about how Canadian my about is. It's very, it's difficult to say it without being super Canadian. So I'm just going to stop worrying about that. And instead only look at what you are doing, what you are feeling, what's bothering or igniting this anger or another emotion that you may be feeling that does not feel comfortable to look at that because that is what I've experienced and, and believe truly that, that is our intuition. Those emotions stem from our intuition and if we don't pay attention to them then like I've said before they will get louder and louder and show up in larger ways so that we can really pay attention because our intuition it only wants us to be able to walk that path that path of least resistance to our highest good. And that means that a lot of times we will have to experience uncomfortable feelings so that we can like make sure that we know what is our path so that we're not searching outside of ourselves anymore. I don't know if you could hear that I was about to say looking, but then I went to searching, but really it should be seeking so that we're not seeking outside of ourselves anymore. Because there are so many tools to connect to our intuition that I speak about and that I can't wait to keep talking about, but the more I find. Oh, there are the abouts again. But it's all about seeking within. I really have found that that's what our kind of negative, quote, negative emotions do. They really want to, you know, shift us back in line again. And the more that we numb them out, and the more that we don't acknowledge them, the kind of worse they can get. So that's what I decided to do. I decided to take some time and focus in on why I was feeling angry. And I'm sharing this because... I always find it really helpful to hear other people's experiences that I can relate to. So I hope that at least some of you can relate to this and you find it helpful as well. But when I really looked into why I was feeling anger that I don't normally feel, I found that I was putting a lot of pressure on myself that I had really placed a lot of goals along my own path, especially this year. And I was kind of hitting them, but then I would move the goalpost. And sometimes I would hit the goal, not even acknowledge it, move the goalpost. So then there is this intense pressure of continuing to, like, strive and not being where I want to be or finishing or doing what I need to do, that I wasn't even taking a moment to acknowledge or celebrate how far I'd come or that I'd actually accomplish something. And that's when I kind of, at least for now, I have decided to stop making goals, stop setting goals, because, and I, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably very similar to me, where you are sensitive, you are empathic, you probably put a lot of pressure on yourself. Maybe you have, I mean, hopefully recovering people-pleasing tendencies and some codependence, But if you have those traits like I do, we can tend to hold on to perfection as the goal. And that is a goal that no human being will ever hit. I feel like perfection is only, I guess, maybe like the wings of a monarch butterfly, like the symmetry, symmetry in nature, Fibonacci sequences. That's kind of the closest thing I can think of to perfection. But for human beings, no, no, ridiculous. It's impossible. And so that anger really, by focusing and bringing awareness to it, I was able to see that I was putting an intense amount of pressure on myself and not celebrating any of my actual presence. The literal gift that I have every day, I was not celebrating. And that's why I felt, that's probably why I felt called to speak so much about staying in the present last week. Because when I record these episodes, they are a truly a trust exercise for myself every week. I have to trust that whatever I feel intuitively guided to speak about is what I am meant to speak about. So before I record, I sit kind of in my center and I quiet my mind and I focus on my breath and and I have to trust that whatever comes up inside of me that I feel called to speak about is what I need to speak on. And last week, it was about staying in the present because I was having a hard time staying in the present. And I wasn't as consciously aware of that until I started to feel that anger and investigated it. And I feel like that investigation helped pull me back into alignment with my intuition. And whether you are developing your connection with your intuition for professional reasons or just for your own self care and your own self satisfaction in life, so important to be able to recognize when you are out of alignment and when you are searching outside of yourself for that affirmation and for your answers, really. It's so natural for us to constantly look outside of ourselves for feedback, but that's how we move so far, so far away from our intuition and from our true selves. There is um, a great author. Her name is Martha Beck, and she wrote a book all about staying in integrity and for her and It sounds like for everyone staying in integrity is being very honest with yourself to know that to your best, to your best effort, that wherever you're coming from is ideally from an honest place. And she says that I believe her quote is only following your own truth will set you free. And I find that that quote is so important because when we are searching for our, our honest connection, the truth in ourselves, sometimes the easy way, the more comfortable way is to follow somebody else's truth and take that on as your own. But sometimes when you are taking on somebody else's truth as your own, you start to look at other people who aren't following it. And there's a real judgment that comes with that. But then there's also an intense disconnection from yourself because all of the sudden you're following somebody else thinking that they have the answers or something else thinking that it has the answers. And you're also much more aware of who isn't like you because if you found the answers if somebody else has told you the answers and other people haven't heard those answers then you start to judge that they are not as good as you as enlightened as you the you know as high as a vibration as you like these are real words that people have said that i have heard i'm sure you've heard them too <laughs> maybe you've even thought them Because it's human nature to want people to be in the same category as you, because it feels safe. And if they aren't, then maybe that doesn't feel safe. And that can really track back to our ancestors, to our primitive brain, where somebody not being a part of the village or the group or not following could be literal death. That mean, that could mean that you didn't get the food that you needed or the water that you needed or basic survival was not being met because some of the people were going against the group. So it makes sense that we have resistance to that. But we are living in modern times. And if you are like me and we are living in a developed nation, where our basic needs are met and we're actually allowed and able to live the life that we are meant to live, that we're actually able to live out our purpose. Well, that's amazing. But it's really easy to get sidetracked and start judging the way other people are living. And what I found for myself is the minute I start to judge the way other people are living, or just judge that they're not doing something. Well, that judgment is usually reflecting back to me something that I'm not giving myself or something that I need. Like a quick example would be, yeah, actually, so at the beginning of when I started to meditate on a consistent basis, which is such an amazing, probably one of the best tools to start to really connect yourself to your intuition and figure out how it speaks to you. Meditation is so beautiful, but I had been so disconnected that when I started meditating, I was like high on it. Everybody should do it. I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. As soon as I figured out that it worked for me, I wanted to tell everybody to do it because of course, what's easier than to continue to delve deep into what I need. Is that easy or is it easier to find something that works for me and then immediately flip it and just start focusing on other people? It's a really great way to kind of stay in our ego that's what i found. I hope that makes sense. But so what happened was when i started meditating, i wanted sure i wanted everybody that i i you know tried to talk to people about it because it helped me so much. But i would really try to get my boyfriend to do it. I can even i can hear my old self saying, Did you try meditating today? Did you get your meditation in? Have you found a meditation that works? Can I help you find one? I would send him a text message. Oh, here's a few meditations you might want to try. This is a fool's errand. This is so misguided. But I feel like it's a very, very natural thing to do. And all that was happening in that time is I was needing the meditation. So all the focus I was putting on my boyfriend was actually like reflecting back to me that, hey, maybe you need some longer meditations. Maybe you need to start journaling after. Maybe you need to start really focusing in on the intention of your meditation. It was about me. It wasn't about my boyfriends. And you can really, you know, can extrapolate that out to our our whole lives. And I'm sure you can think of many people in your lives that tell you to do things that maybe annoy you. And you know that they're coming from a good place. And that is the good place, that they know that it's something good, so they wanna share it with you. But the best way to get somebody to not do something you want them to do is to tell them that they should do it, right? Like nobody really wants to be told what to do, but we tend to do this over and over again. It's quite funny. So I was one of the biggest culprits of that. And when I figured out that, and I still do it, I will tell somebody that they should do something. And then I will have an awareness where I will say, oh, it's not about that person. I want to do that. It's just so much easier for me to tell the other person to do it. Actually, that's what happened with this podcast. I felt a calling from my intuition for many months, so many months, and I can actually remember at least three people who I do believe would be very good at having their own podcast. So it wasn't lying, but it was misguided where I was telling people, you should start a podcast, which was true. I did want them to. I loved their voice. I loved their point of view. I thought that they would make a fantastic podcast. But me telling them that they should have one was actually just some small way of me satisfying that part of me that wanted to make one. But it didn't satisfy my intuition, my soul's calling, because I wasn't answering the call. I was answering it and handing it to somebody else. And when I figured that kind of little loop, when I figured that out for myself, it's been very, very, very helpful in my life. Because now on the days where I'm not, you know, doing enough self-care to really tune into my own needs, all I really have to do is be conscious of when I'm telling other people to do things. It's kind of a great way to reframe bossiness or being overbearing. It's really just for me, it's like my true self is just like asking for what they need through other people. It's like my intuition speaks to me through my annoyed family members, which is pretty humbling and something that when I really figured that out for myself, it felt like I really cracked a code, but also a way for me to not annoy my family members as much. And so it's a real, it's a real win-win Because if you do identify as more of an empathic person, which you probably are, as I've said before, if you're listening to this, you most likely are, and if you identify as that, then most likely you do tend to focus your energy on other people, that you wanna help other people, specifically in your intimate relationships. And empathic people can become very overwhelmed in their intimate relationships, whether it be romantic or not, because we as empathic, individual, sensitive, intuitive people, we really naturally are able to put all of our energy onto somebody else because we're already feeling their energy. So it's really easy. But it's not necessarily helpful for them at all because they're not asking for it usually. And when we're trying to offer somebody else something that they're not asking for, most likely turn that around and it's something you need. So I hope that all all makes sense and is helpful to you because it can really be such a huge barrier to connecting back and developing our intuition by not being able to understand what we actually need or remembering why we need it as well. Like maybe you've heard people say before, or maybe you've said this to yourself, remember your why. Like that's kind of a successful, highly successful people. They always want to say that. Remember your why. Why are you doing the thing you're doing? Why are you going after the thing you're going after? Back to the goals, right? Remembering your why specifically for reconnecting to yourself, reconnecting to your intuition. Why do you want to do that? I hope it's for your own benefit. But if you really think of that answer to that question, Why do you want to develop yourself? Why do you want to remember your own gifts? Why are you looking for your sole purpose? Why? And if it is at all for somebody else, then dig deep into that and figure out what you think you may be giving to that other person. Because again, that may be what you actually need not the other person. And it's so important, I can't reiterate it enough, to fill your own cup first, to really look after your own needs and recognize when you're not doing that. Because it is something that we often resist even though it is so important and it is a key, key, key to connecting and developing your intuitive muscle it just is and if it doesn't come naturally that's okay because again just like just like your intuition taking care of yourself and your needs is a practice too and I hope that this helps you to kind of focus that energy on yourself again And I hope it's not annoying to hear me talk about it so much. But I just really think, I really feel it's just so, so important. And because when you are following your intuition, when you're developing it and really following it so that you can get on that path of least resistance, like we spoke about, when you're really following it, you are following your own needs and your own needs are more important than the needs of the others around you. And that may sound very difficult. And I just want you to hear it because it may not be true for you, but I have found that it is true for many that when we, and this is true for me as well, when we do follow where our intuition is leading us, many times people will be disappointed because we won't be fulfilling our role in their lives as deeply as we were before. And that can feel very uncomfortable. And I found that, you know, we are comforted by the familiar. And when our reflection of ourselves changes because we start to focus on ourselves rather than seeing ourselves reflected from others, then it kind of shakes up our foundation of who we really are. But that shakeup is what we need because it's removing all the things that aren't us. By focusing on our needs, it's getting rid of anything that we don't need. So then we're left with ourselves fully. There you are. There I am. And then you can really trust yourself. You can really trust that you are consciously connecting to the true inner knowing that will guide you to where you need to be. And I feel like, for me especially, speaking to my clients and friends and myself and kind of seeing what I've been going through, I would say some collective guidance, especially for the week ahead, would be to breathe, be patient, go slowly. Don't push. Really be aware of what is coming to you or that you are moving towards with ease. And if you are finding nothing is coming easily or it's incredibly hard to slow down, that's usually when we need it the most. So I hope you're able to slow down just a little bit this week. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. Please reach out to me with any questions, or if you want to share anything that may have come up for you during this episode, you can follow me and message me on my Instagram at TreenLight, T-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T, or email at hellotreenlight at gmail.com, And you can check out my website at treenlight.com where all my information is there and you can book a complimentary clarity session with me to get clear on your needs and how I can support you. If you feel called to leave a five-star review on iTunes to help other people follow and find this podcast, that would be incredibly generous and I am so appreciative of it. And I'll offer one last thanks for taking the time to listen. Be kind to yourself and I'll talk to you next week.